Hello, heroes, and welcome to another spooktacular episode of One Shot, brought to you by the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Heroes, we have a tremendous treat for you this week as we are playing Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes is modeled after 80s era adventure movies. It's got the feeling of things like E.T. and The Goonies, and more recently shows like Stranger Things, blending elements of horror, mystery, and suspense with a multi-generational ensemble cast. It's absolutely the perfect genre for role-playing, and Kids on Bikes does it right. And for our Kids on Bikes adventure, we got best-selling fantasy author Patrick Rothfuss to join us. This first episode, we examine the world-building power of Kids on Bikes as we work together to create Pumpkin Hollow, the perfect staging ground for our horror adventure. We're able to bring you this episode this week in part thanks to our sponsor, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is an audio drama actual play that drove listeners to madness with its eldritch amalgam of the classic tabletop game and 1930s radio serials. Now, the cinematic podcast experience returns once again to summon forth unknowable Lovecraftian horror and dark comedy. Series 2, The Terrible Secret of Lot X, debuts this October. You can keep an eye out for it and listen to Series 1 over at CthulhuMystery.com or via your favorite podcast app. Will you succumb to the maddening call of Cthulhu? Before we get to the episode, I want to remind everybody that my book, The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide, is coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, October 2nd. It's got over 100 exercises, minigames, and prompts to help you build more complex character backstories, and even keep role-playing when you're alone. If you like the world-building play that we do in this episode, be sure to do yourself a favor and check out the book, because it's exactly the sort of thing you'll love. The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide is going to be available everywhere books are sold, at your local indie brick-and-mortar bookstore, or something larger like Barnes & Noble, and just about every online seller you can think of. If you don't have the cash to buy the book right now, be sure to head to your local library and request that they get a copy in for you. With all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. <laughs> Hey heroes, uh, let's meet our party for this week. We're playing kids on bikes, so I brought my own version of the Goonies together, I feel, for this. And how can you get more Goonie than Liz Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Liz! Our friendship is complicated. It's a complicated <laughs> friendship, but I feel like that's what makes it so rewarding. Liz, sure. did, did you have a favorite like kids adventure movie growing up? Oh, does the Adventurers Down Under count? Absolutely. I yeah. think so. I think so. I mean, even if it's animated, it, it's still like that sort of like wild discovery and adventure setup. Yeah. Because with that and also Fievel Goes West, I only saw mm. those sequels. So I had no idea that there were original <laughs> movies to be seen. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was just like, oh, this is the fun movie about the mice in Australia. You know, the, the thing that we all know. <laughs> and, uh, Liz, what what? Can you please or give us your character's name and, uh, and just a physical description of them before we jump into the world building stuff? Okay. Uh, my uh, character is a kid. Uh, his name is Cody Limp Biscuit. You <laughs> monster. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> oh, he, he's uh, just a kid. He's um, 
what I like to call the sick kid. He's allergic to everything, is very fragile, sensitive to dander, pollen, most foods, has hollow bones up top and very dense bones on the bottom. (laughs) And then his organs are just out of order. (laughs) Just your classic differently densityed kid. Yeah, just a very sick kid. Just sinks right to the bottom of the pool. It's just like a screenwriter going, I don't know what sick is. Just give him everything. (laughs) Can't knock him over, though. You want to give him the grab bag of sick? (laughs) Just just a very ill child, but, you know, so fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, very small, but, you know, sprightly. All right. All right. Uh, So next up, I want to move over to the deep sonorous tones of Stephen Kropa. Kropa, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. No. (laughs) Don't deepen your voice more. It's too much. Record this. But Stephen, do you have a favorite adventure movie? Oh, a favorite adventure movie. I like uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a a big thing for my birthday is what we'd find like Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's that would have the tie-in toy. Mm-hmm. So we'd go there for the meal, get the toy, then we would go see the film. And I never had anyone join me for those, but they were really fun for me. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> oh, what a dark way to end yeah. that that sort of sweet thought. Yeah. Stephen Kropa, everyone. It sounds like a good party. I thought so. <laughs> no classmates did. Uh, Stephen... <laughs> Uh, who are you going to be playing for us this well, week? I feel like I'm going to change my name because it's too close to Cody. Uh, no, whatever. Too? Well, Brody Marcus. <gasps> Brody Marcus. Mm, yes. Okay. Could you explain the reference? Uh, it's a reference to the Indiana Jones film series. Ooh. If you flip those names around, I'm not going to spoil the fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's going to sort of let you uh, do some Work self-assembly. I like to let it's interactive. What is uh, this fellow like? Uh, he is a teen. He's 14. Just Just got over that hump. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's just starting that. I feel like he's entered the hump. The hump is yeah. thir- is twelve to thirteen. That's how you get into I'm the team. S- he just got I'm over the hump. Still not over my hump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just got over that hump. Uh, he is like your quintessential latchkey kid. He's got white, just white t shirts and jeans with mm-hmm. uh, Chuck Taylors on his feet. He so cool. rolls up. Uh, it's not cigarettes. There's something rolled up in his sleeve, but you never know what it is. And Maybe that'll be revealed at some point. Uh, he's got a bicycle that's got a motor on it, but it's one of those ones you got to pedal to make the to motor make go. The motor catch uh, on. Yeah. Is, just, is he a sunglasses wearing? No sunglasses. Okay. Uh, but, you know, slick back his hair with water and has a cigarette unlit that's never been lit in the back of his ear. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm, gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that brings us over to pranks pranks welcome to one shot yeah okay. it's only i don't know the third or fourth time yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been a while since we've had you the last time pranks did you have a favorite sort of kids adventure movie i did um i was gonna say the muppet movie but i don't want it to be too close to uh Kropa's thing so you're sitting next to me you're very close I, i'm very close to Kropa, but i think i'm gonna go with the indian in the cupboard actually uh, by lynn reed banks and i believe directed by uh, frank oz um mm-hmm. i really liked yeah. that movie as a child because it raised a lot of questions that it did not answer. And the one that's been foremost in my mind, the movie at least, is how did Darth Vader become living when the Darth Vader action figure was placed in the cupboard? Because that implies that Vader is a living historical figure who fought a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I thought that 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 just sort of implied that your whatever you put in there if it's a toy it will No, the mechanics of the movie make it quite clear that there's a real living person who comes to life and inhabits in the, in the movie? Yes. I, I, Little Bear is a real person who was living uh, and in 
I pre-colonial mean, time or in colonial time. I, I think that's how the book works. I don't think that's how the movie I worked. Don't, he was a person. Yeah, we put like that glove in and he became the hamburger helper guy. So, <laughs> so I guess the conclusion here is like we just need to all watch this movie again. <laughs> I really took that. That was a slow burn, Jonah. There, Prince, uh, who are you going to be playing for us this week? I will be playing a gentle kid mm-hmm. named uh, Party Sub in quotation marks, Hank. Um, okay, is that a nickname that he has or aspires to have? <laughs> well, he's only 12 years old, so I'm pretty sure it's a nickname for him to grow into. Ha- great, great. Yep. So he's just sort of oh, trying to spread okay. that around. Great, yep. good. There, there should be a term for a nickname you give yourself, which is not a nickname. There's definitely a it's German like a- word for it, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah. Fraud. Uh, so I, Party Sub Hank is sort of your classic runaway skater kid type. He is clad in every sweatshirt that he owns Mm -hmm. uh, and extremely baggy jeans. And he has a skateboard under his arm. Uh, And he's not a latchkey kid because he does not have a door to open it with. So he's pretty much been on the run forever. Uh, Oh, neat. So so he's been on the run for a very long time. Yes, because the cops cannot catch him on his skateboard. Okay, are his parents still in the picture? You know what? Why and don't we are find they out? in this town? I, 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 I'm sorry, Franks. There's a lot that I need to know about. That. Uh, we're, I guess we're gonna we're gonna find out in world creation. Mm-hmm. I am <laughs> I'm really intrigued by maybe the his idea parents were party subs. Who knows? Of a runaway child <laughs> who is just constantly on the run in the small town because he can't be caught. Like yep. some Woody the Woodpecker. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen you've seen my flight runner. It's incredible. <laughs> Okay, uh, which, which brings us to our, our special guest for this week, whose voice will be new to the show, uh, but probably not new to everyone, and that's Patrick Rothfuss. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey there. Pat, so I got I to gotta start off asking you what your favorite sort of kids adventure movie was. You're, you're really kind to come to me last. <laughs> so that you could like um, mull over it. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can obsess and, and be sure and overthink it and then and then have have kind of nothing. I mean, <laughs> if, if the pressure of favorite is too much, maybe just one that you enjoyed. I have more. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, that's exactly it. Where this, this concept of kids on bikes as a mm-hmm. genre, honestly kind of blows my fucking mind. Uh, oh, yes, here? yes. You're, you're, we, you're fuck. Yeah. Is, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Woo. You're welcome to say bastard. Because, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Dick. Hey, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right all right all right Butts was too far Butts was too far <laughs> anus yeah that's the 14 year old scientifically yeah. appropriate so all right you know I, I i i i never thought of this as as a genre until somebody mentioned it and you know i i think i've got to go with stranger things mm. it's not classic it's not classic in any way but like if that m- show was made for a mm-hmm. person i feel like it was made for me and i know a lot of people feel that way but you know like goonies was great but i went back and i rewatched it with my boys and i'm like huh a lot of this lived in my memory it's not actually on the screen yeah yeah it's 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 interesting uh, revisiting things of that era and seeing that they don't hold up and the ways in which they don't hold up surprises you Hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, there's still like cool things in there, but also I'm a lot more socially aware now, and there's a few of those, and I go, I, I see things, and I'm like, 
you know, like, ooh, oh no, oh, you maybe didn't know any better, or I certainly I didn't know any better. But a lot of those those movies I keep trying to revisit with my boys. Oh shit! Can I yes. pick? No, pick no. it. Yes. 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 That, that won't work. <laughs> I, this is fun for my ears. Like, uh, like labyrinth. Ooh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's definitely an adventure story. That is a spicy pick. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Because like, and that's one that I don't have to sort of like, I mean, with the exception of, of, of Jareth's swinging cod piece, like I don't have to. I want no kind cod of, like, piece. It's very <laughs> solid. It doesn't swing. <laughs> but like that, I, I feel like that's really still so good all the way through. Um you know, I I don't have to think. Oh no, this this woman is treated as a sexual object. Oh no, they're playing into these stereotypes uh, without examining them or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely jump on labyrinth. I, I think that's good, and it, it's definitely one of that era that was done with intention to really examine things, and also includes Muppets, which yeah, is so a little too well, close to mine. Muppets. Please pick another. It includes creatures from <laughs> Jim Henson's Creature Shop. I guess that's true. That's that is there is a technical legal distinction between All right, those I'd properties. Take question: Tim Curry or David Bowie? For what? Anything? For anything? Just like in general? <laughs> Who do I want to general? fight more? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you want to take shopping? <laughs> All right. I guess David Bowie because he'd come back from the dead. I'm I'm keeping this I'm keeping this pod train on the rails here. Uh, oh, and. <laughs> I'm a yeah, right? we could. Do, 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 do hey, you want to come on my podcast? Here we go. Courier Bowie. <laughs> every week. I really, yeah. Every week is Courier Bowie. Courier Bowie, a yeah. spicy take. A spicy, a spicy take. take. The fun part. Take the episodes. Never picked one. Yeah. <laughs> the character that I loved in Stranger Things is their science teacher. Yes. Yeah. Oh He's my god. Really good. <laughs> and I'm like, if there's gonna be something that's gonna be easy for me to play, it is like a kind of like universal dad type, you know, a teacher, you know, a teacher for a long time and not based off that, but like playing one of the high school teachers or something along those lines, if, if that would fit well into the I, group. I think that would like, I, I like think that, that would work really, really well. It, it lets us play in different territories. So I think with that in mind, let's dive into the world creation. Kids on Bikes mm. uh, takes place in a small town. The first thing in the book is setting down boundaries and limitations for the setting, like things that we want and things that we don't want. One of the examples that they use is like, like, hey, you probably don't want cell phones in this oh. setting. Or if you do have cell phones, you probably don't want those cell phones to have cameras. With that in mind, are there any other sort of limitations that, that people would like to throw down uh, that, that makes things bend more towards your idea of what you want this adventure to be? Uh, I have one. I don't want it to be too realistic as far as bureaucracy goes. So I want kids to be able to sort of freely do what they want and have Watch their own. the mayor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like some leeway, Your Honor, as far as being able to interact with uh, authority figures and that sort of thing. Sustained. 
Okay. <laughs> that's, a, think it would be nice. that's a that's a <laughs> great one. That's a great one to establish off the bat. That's so smart. I yeah. mean, I am a runaway kid, so I'm just sort of looking out for my own interests <laughs> here. But yeah, I'm so fascinated by that situation. We will get to it. We will get to it. Stephen, did you have anything that you either don't want to see at all or is very important that we see? Uh, Jimmy Carter got a second term. That's <laughs> so. That's oh, the alternate currently or just in, in universe the- that we're right. In. After that, right after this first term. So he took away all of the guns and and made everybody open up a peanut farm. And it's 1996. Did he still fight the swamp rabbit? Yeah, sure. I love you, man. (laughs) You are are my new best friend. Actually, what what I do like about this is that, you know, we have lowered bureaucracy for for Mm -hmm. kids, but also the speed limit is definitely 55. Right. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do not want cars to be able to catch kids on skateboards. But there's also like, yeah, but with that, there's a greater understanding of we are all in this together and we are all, you know, that rules. trying hard. Yeah. So it's like this like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can sleep on the just sleep. In. Also, there's a marshland near us because uh, I want to catch frogs. It- but <laughs> no, it, this is a, actually a really interesting yeah. contrast, I think, because like most of the adventure stuff that we see that's like still set in the 80s, like is always in Reagan's 80s, which I feel is like almost inherently mm-hmm. not optimistic. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Jimmy Carter gets a second turn, like makes the setting like kind of optimistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh but still nostalgic, uh, which I think is really interesting and neat. Does that mean we have to put a limitation on stagflation as well? Like, how far are we getting into the politics of this? You All know, right, if, lawyer. If you've, got, if you've got a hot Carter bit that you've been sitting on and you're like, oh, this is only work if Carter, I've got I, nothing but Why do you think Carter I pitched this? <laughs> uh, Liz, do you have one? Um, Two things. Like, the first one is, of course, like the same old rules of improv, like, children are smart children are not stupid mm-hmm. uh, so you're playing everything to the top of your intelligence as a human um yeah pranks uh, <laughs> and, and not just your intelligence pranks like someone else's who would be sort wow of, yeah <laughs> <laughs> also like i want this may or may not have any bearing but i want an afterlife to exist and we know that it does <gasps> Liz, that's very good. Oh, that's so cool. That's what happens when Carter gets another turn. <laughs> we, dis- we discovered that there's an afterlife. We discovered heaven. And that's because that's why we don't have too much paperwork, because we know we have an eternity to pursue it. But also because me as a very ill child, like I've seen it. Oh. Ah. ah God is not dead. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a very Christian game. Yes. Uh, anus. Got to keep with that swearing. Okay, good. Well, I th- Brody's got a catchphrase. <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I think for myself, uh, I am not going to be uh, doing any... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be threatening you guys. Um, you, you are... Like mostly children, you you will be threatened, but I there's not going to be anything gory, and I'm not going to go around murdering kids to support me. I would love it if you guys didn't throw yourselves into situations where you might get mangled. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that would be but great. But the thrasher looks so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing I want to do is tell you kids are invincible to harm. Great, we're gonna run, we're gonna play with the thrasher. <laughs> I I was thinking about it before the game. And all of what 
I thought of was things that I didn't want. And mm-hmm. all of you guys brought in things that you did want, which shows that you're better at this than me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, like, you know, so I'm, I'm going to shift away from, from what I was thinking. I want it to not be weird for an adult man to be hanging out with children. in this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Th- I like that being something that we don't need to question. <laughs> Everyone is every, everyone's my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little bit coming from my life too, because you know, you take your kids to the park and like it's sort of accepted that all women can be good nurturing moms. But like if I'm at the park, like me interacting with somebody else's kid, I always feel like there's this looming, like, hey, who's the pervert? Yep. <laughs> when it probably doesn't help that I look like I do, but uh yeah, like I would I would love that. Yeah, everybody should be excited to see Grizzly Adams hanging out with, <laughs> with their child and 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 not at all suspicious of it. I, I think that's great. Again, it, it sort of goes in line with our optimistic uh sort of re retake on on the past. It's very cool, which I think allows us to jump into the next uh, questions as the setting wants you to be in a small town. Um, the, the advice that they gave, which I thought was really great, is it should be the kind of town that it is possible for kids to cross on their bikes in like an hour, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is is really smart. So you guys have access to everything without having to drive around in a car if you don't need to. Um, and the question that they have is, what is the name of the town and what state is it in? Um, because that sort of gives us what our scenery is going to be, which is going to be very important to me as your game master. One character mentioned that they were covered in all of the sweaters that they own. Um, kind of chilly. So, so yeah, we want it to be like, I'm, I pictured like either Pennsylvania or like Pacific Northwest. But Stephen wants marshes can i make a pitch for an autumn like vaguely ray bradbury-esque midwestern town okay where the halloween tree is yeah absolutely (laughs) like because that that there's all the sweaters you have all the allergens you know here in the midwest (laughs) yeah um also like my friend I, I grew up next to like my best friend. His house was right by the marsh. We literally went out and and played in the marsh. Well, there we go. Solid. There you go. Oh, that's very good. Well, marshes aren't very solid, pranks. Mm-hmm. It'd be sort of mushy. <laughs> I'm playing to the best of my intelligence and ability. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, like about that rule. That means that your character knows so much maritime about law. maritime. Law. <laughs> I'm never going to live down going to law school. No. no. That's how you make your money. Sorry, it's not though. It's oh, how I make money for my law school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, or, 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 or banks. Yeah. Um. So cool. Oh, oh, can we can we add another idea that student loan doesn't exist? Student loan doesn't exist. <laughs> it wouldn't under Carter because no, because Carter wiped it out. Yeah, it wasn't a thing when Carter was around anyway. But he had the forethought to know that. Mm. Hey, also, college is going to be free forever. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> Let's track it. I love it. Uh, so what do we want to name this place? This marshy little... Can I make a pull from my actual childhood? Absolutely, sure. you can. First through fourth grade, I went to Pumpkin Hollow School. No. Well, no way. Did not. Pumpkin Hollow is extremely good. Um, and it's so spooky. What? That's yeah. I can't... What? It is my hand to God... I, I tell people that, and it is so good that it feels unbelievable. And it was 
genuinely this idyllic little there was one first grade second grade third grade fourth grade class so like less than 100 students total and there was the aide rl stein had the library the, <laughs> the, the aide and the lunch lady and the four teachers was the entire staff of this school keepers yep that's so great. you're like one-fifth of the teaching staff in this town yep Oh God, I hadn't thought about that. Well, yeah, I, mean, I was just thinking that's, that's uh, no, like, like that, that was just the name of the school, uh, that I went to in this, this, that was way smaller than I think even this small town will need to be. Because honestly, for, for Mr. Bailey, I was thinking he might have like a local cable access show. Um, oh my God. Oh, yes. yes. Like a little oh bit God. along the line. And he does science experiments on it. Of course. Oh he's he, he's not Mr. Wizard because like there would be copyright infringement shit going on yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah. Mr. Warlock. He's, 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 he's uh, Dr. Witchman. <laughs> Dr. Witchman. <laughs> Witchman? Witchman? This man. This I'm Dr. Witchman. I'm trying to picture the local network executive that's like, yeah, Dr. Witchman should be fine. I, I don't think the local network executive is really all that worried about quality control. No, it's just his brother. Yeah, like, it's yeah, his brother. Want... But uh, Pumpkin Hollow is too good to be true. So, Hollow yeah. what? Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Pumpkin Hollow, everyone. Uh, the next question that we have is is the industry that our location is best known for. So yeah, like... <laughs> a, pencil, a pencil factory? Oh, they make pencils. Pumpkin Hollow is where the best number twos come from. I was going to say number ones, where they're not even used that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> but they're very specific. But they're very for, soft. Yeah. Very big. <laughs> Um, and and of course, the reason that uh, the pencil industry actually, it's, it's old, like... Uh, for for like nearly a hundred years, is there is a uh, a graphite mine nearby? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where is there's a quarry? Yeah, I'm gonna where go we can go quarry. swim. I'm gonna jump in the quarry. You cannot do that with your bones. <laughs> going You're going to sink to the bottom. But part of me will stay. It's up. fine. We'll we'll tie him to a rope and then lower him into the quarry. I'm good, Joe. Oh, he's our anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. As long as I get to hang out. So Pumpkin Hollow has a graphite mine that, that was quarried at least, and it's got this pencil factory, which I think is a great combination. Mm -hmm. Our town is famous for. World's biggest something. Ooh, so yeah. That's what it is. It's the world's biggest something. We don't know what it is. <laughs> no, is no one's ever taken the sheet off. <laughs> but people still come to take pictures with it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's real good. Because you can't prove it's not the world's biggest if you don't know what it is. We don't it know is. what it is exactly. The world's biggest something. We lost the rights, but we're still going to make money off of it. Our town is infamous for. And feel free to go spooky on this one. I kind of had an idea. And, go for and it. stop me if you don't like it. All right. Well, stop. Uh, uh, <laughs> the last person to be convicted of witchcraft in the United States. Which was 20 years ago. Maybe not twenty years ago. I think it's a. I think it's got to be older than that. Convicted but of. They were convicted, oh, convicted of, witchcraft. of witchcraft. Not accused, which happens so, every like, day. The, yeah. the last witch trial happened. Oh, yeah, the last like, witch, and it like happened. It happened more modern than you'd think, <laughs> which is kind of spooky. Um. Uh. But. So I think it happened during the same week as the um Snopes monk or the Scopes monkey trial, because okay. it, our town did its own like sort of counterculture response to that. And we're like, well, we're going to hang a witch that week. 
Let's hang out which. Which hang? 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 <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. Give me, give me the cultural. I don't know this monkey trial. The scope monkey, monkey trial? trial? What, did you not take AP history? <laughs> I I was not a good student. So, it's the uh, evolution oh, trial. Yeah, it's oh, the right, Clarence yeah. Darrow and William Jennings Bryan debate uh, mm-hmm. evolution, essentially. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it has a much more interesting name than it than it sort of ends up being. Yeah. Um, also, Pumpkin Hollow being the site of a way too late witch trial is really good. Uh, it, it's I I think it's going to be super it's so fun. on the nose. It's not. <laughs> Pumpkins don't have noses; they have them cut out. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> the next question is: Economically, our town is prospering, thundering, or stagnant? Stagnant. Stagnant. Absolutely stagnant. Stagnant on the low end. Yes. Okay, so people are still buying pencils. Maybe there's not as much graphite as there used to be. Because standardized testing is not a thing Because Jimmy Carter eliminated it. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is just U.S. history fanfic. It really is. (laughs) I took AP history. (laughs) (laughs) I took AP world history. Same thing. I took AP U.S. government. I took AP world history. I took AP We're very smart. I took AP English. Okay, okay, Stephen. <laughs> Everyone's impressed, and we all wish that we. I were only want one like person to be impressed, and I already got it with the first thing I said. So we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a notable local organization is what? We were the we. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. We were the site of the first Shiners Club. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got some Shriners in the area. Yeah. Sort of like an Elks Lodge thing. I think because those are real organizations. Oh, we want to do a fake one. Let's okay. make a fake one that is those. Also, so. they're very, the Shriners exist because of burn victims. <laughs> That's what the Shriners do. How about the Muskrats? What's the that? Muskrat Club. Okay. Yeah, no, you go to the Muskrat Lodge. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. father was a Muskrat. My grandmother was a Muskrat. You'll be a Muskrat too, by George. <laughs> well. Is this? I actually don't know. Like, I mean, I've I've been aware of the Shriners, like as people talk about them. But what? What's their? How about this instead? Like, what is the the Muskrats deal? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, th- there's a lot. Those organizations are sort of similar to like uh, the 4-H club or like right. other community yeah. organizations. More than anything, but, they but, raise money for a specific purpose. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. but, like, oh, the, yeah, the, they're sort of like a fraternities for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. uh, but but they also have like that that flavor of like secret society the, to and them. that mustiness. The, I think <laughs> right. the muskrats, they started sort of for a charitable whatever. How about for retired carnival folk? <gasps> yes! Oh, man. Because if we're, if we're going Ray Bradbury, right? Yeah. There, yeah. There may not be a carnival here, or there might be, like, it could be this used to be one of the way stations, but carnies don't have retirement plans. And so we we, we that, did the reunion carnival like, show. That the village is like full of like very tall people mm-hmm. and lizard people, and that's just kind of normal. Yes. I think the town charter also specifically gives discounts to carnies in town. Mm-hmm. It is wild to me that this town for former carnival workers had the latest witch conviction yeah. in the United States. That's a wild fact. Boy, I, I'm fascinated to learn more about Pumpkin this Pumpkin Hollow is already the hotbed of American lore. Yeah, Pumpkin Hollow is extremely good. Um, <laughs> you know, I would I, – I, I think is there a wrong side of the tracks? Because that would explain, mm. you know, like you, you have the muskrats is not – like 
the Elks Lodge was always sort of like, well, they're outdated and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, what if the Muskrats is the Elks Lodge, but for them? Yeah, we could yeah. call it like the Midway or something. Yeah, and uh, and like the the all of this does exist in the same in the same uh, you know a, a small town, mm-hmm. but it's not. We all love the Carnies. It's like they are here, but then there's the rest of the town that's like you know it. It used to be. It used to be better. Okay. Okay. When they got the reins for a while, that was sort of like their last horrible hurrah was that witch trial. Oh. Before so political like, intrigue. Yeah, before everything got kind of economically real bad and then everyone kind of pulls together more, although there's that under the under the surface still like those old grudges. Mm, absolutely. I love it. Um, which brings us to uh, another question. A notable local landmark is, and we already have the, the world's, world's largest something. something. So I, I want, <laughs> I want to move oh, in the direction oh, of hold on, hold on, the world's largest something. It's going to be the, the reason is that that was one of uh, Barnum's. Oh yeah, because he's a fucking huckster to the highest degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he pitched that as the mystery, the world's largest, you know, and. But it's so it's one of the lesser known, and that's sort of, uh, you know, or maybe like there was an off-brand Barnum who tried to make yeah. this a roadside yeah. attraction, and an incredibly uh, credulous town patriarch like I, paid way too much money for it. I like the idea. <laughs> yes. of- this fellow was like the Tesla to Barnum's Edison. Yeah. Yes. Oh so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mister Ringling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> buddies. They were friends. They, they were. They were. They were until a betrayal. And even though Mr. Ringling uh, is dead, the mystery of the something lives on. Uh, that's that's very important to a lot of people. Kevin DeSole. But, but I'd, like to, I'd like to move us. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sole. I like Kevin Sole a Kevin lot. Kevin Sole. Um, I'd like to move us in the direction of, of maybe a civic landmark or, or something else. Mm. Uh, a notable landmark. Critter Creek? Critter Creek. Okay. What, what, what is Critter Creek? Just that a Creek? That no, it's an, an office building. It's an office building. It's a, they, they pulled all the, they built it on top of the Creek, <laughs> but they called it Critter Creek office building. It's like where the only office space is in pumpkin hollow. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's like, Oh, it was modern like 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They had like, like some art student design it. Yeah. So it like really sticks out with out of the decor. And whenever <laughs> someone new comes to town, you immediately direct them to Critter Creek as yeah. sort of like a hazing thing. Like, oh, you must slap. You got to go to Critter, Critter Creek. Creek. They got the biggest shrimp in the world there. <laughs> Two things you got to see. You got to see the something. You got to go to Critter Creek. Got to see the world's largest something. <laughs> I went there. All there was was a optometrist. Yeah. Good deals. Good deals. Good deals. And flat rate. And actually, bucks. In, instead of like, because typically if you have spooky things, it's like the old Victorian mansion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if this, like, it, it would, as part of like fighting back against the economic downturn, if the town was like, okay, guys, we need to to like bring something back into our city. So they do this big, like, if not a skyscraper, then maybe like a tiny industrial complex and it's all fallen into disrepair because oh, yeah. nobody ever came there yeah. like, Ooh, like and that's that. that's critter creek because they did it right over the creek yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a empty haunted mall, except like yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love like it. Like five stories of terror. Five stories <laughs> of terror and lots of desks. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I've already got some Paper ideas clips. about Critter Creek. Uh, that's very cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the next, uh, and last question is our school's sports team mascot oh, is the gourds. The gourds is really good. The pumpkin oh, hollow oh, the gourds. mascot is like, a uh, like it's a jack-o'-lantern or no, it's no. the headless horseman throwing <laughs> the gourds. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay. But so are you called the horseman? No, we're the gourds. No, we're the gourds. You're the gourds. So it doesn't matter why our mascot's the headless horseman because it's throwing a different. And thing everyone's like, and if you think Sanderson's going to win the big game, you're out of your gourd. Right. And everyone's like really excited about it. And everyone hates that joke. And yeah. Football, they're like gourd him, gourd him, gourd him, gourd him. Yeah, he's wide open. Gourd him, gourd him. Yes. Okay, go gourds. Uh, go gourds. Go gourds. This is go so, go gourds. We, we, we've given ourselves Pumpkin Hollow, which I think is full oh, of get- rich, delicious narrative gifts. Uh, <laughs> so now it's it's time to start tying this party together. And mm-hmm. uh, Kids on Bikes uh, comes with relationship questions uh, to sort of help people uh, in the group uh, get a better idea of who their characters are to each other. Um, so... I'm going to randomly roll to ask you guys different questions. Um, The first thing that I'm going to ask, Liz, let's start with your character. Let's start with Cody and then move over to Steven's character was Brody. Brody. Great. (laughs) Between Brody and Cody, uh, Liz, (laughs) do you feel you have a negative or positive relationship? I think a positive relationship because he is what I aspire to be a seemingly healthy <laughs> period <laughs> just like, it could have been anybody but he I saw him first but I mean do you look at everybody and feel this way I don't no, know no, 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 they're no. all like, seemingly healthy he's cool but also self-assured and I think I, I don't want to come at it like feels lacking or anything because I feel like Cody is kind of a very overconfident mm-hmm. boy uh, overcompensating but I think that he overcompensating tra- for my bones, for my bones. Uh, <laughs> but I think like he's very much a tag along for Brody. Okay, mm-hmm. I love it. Let's see what question we have to ask you. What would losing this character mean to you? Oh, it would be it would be shocking, and it would kind of like it. It, it would be sad because like he is my friend, but I think more than anything, it would kind of change my entire worldview that like oh yeah the fact that like oh no one's safe no one is okay <laughs> if, uh, if, if brody can be hurt then anyone can then be anyone hurt. can be hurt. And one day we shall all fall yeah yeah one day we all fall i like that existential uh, crisis you know brody i'm gonna ask you uh do you have a positive or negative relationship with cody oh negative negative don't, Dang it. don't like it Scram. <laughs> and the question the game has for you is what do you need to take from this character for their own good? Oh. Yeah. Needy. <laughs> I feel like you got like the newest Atari as a gift. Wow. For their own good? You oh, wait. Take, take it for, oh, for. I thought you went for my own good. <laughs> no. Uh, what do you want wow. to deal from me? Wow, Brody. <laughs> uh, for their own good. Oh, okay. Um, oh, uh, your inhaler. It's not real. What? Oh. It's not a real inhaler. 
Oh my goodness. And it's like a comfort object. It's like, like a comfort a thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like, I knew, and I could see that it was that. And I keep trying, and I got to take that from you. What? Oh, what if none of it's real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pumpkin hollow isn't real. What if your bones are just fine? <laughs> you don't know. Ooh. All right. All right. Uh, this is good. This is good. Um, so I'm going to move uh, now. Patrick, you you named uh, your teacher character, correct? Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Bailey. Bailey. Okay, and uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ask about you and Party Sub. Um, <laughs> I cannot. Don't give him the name. Don't satisfaction. Give Do you feel that you would have a positive or negative relationship with young Mr. Party Sub? <laughs> <laughs> no, and just because, uh, and so is he like legitimately homeless? <laughs> so, the, like the question that I, he, Pranks has described this character as a runaway. So I feel like no matter what, he's not at home. Yeah, and and I don't need to know the answer if that wants to come out during the game. But then I think, like, and and can you ask me the the specific? So, so yeah, I wanted again? to know if if your relationship with him is positive or negative. Positive. Positive. Aww. I think. That, yes. I think yes. that he yes. is. Oh, oh, the question is, what is the kindest thing this character has ever done for you? The kindest thing Hank Party Sub has ever done for Mr. Bailey. That's such a uh, – because I'm viewing him as like the caretaker in this relationship for this kid to do something for me. This is – it sets up a very intriguing relationship. Yeah, because I think he's a smart kid – I used to kind of like get down on him because he wasn't doing the work. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that like he doesn't have a place to go back to. And then I was trying to take care of him. And instead he took he, care of Yeah. Like, but how can – I'm open to, open to suggestions I, I kind of like the idea that maybe your relationship with Hank or mm-hmm. the potential that you sort of helped uncover in Hank has taught you that like you just need to take this teaching gift farther. It's got to be more than one-on-one, which is why you're it doing It doesn't this. stop in the classroom. Local, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, because – Yes, it, it 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 doesn't stop, but and this this will actually flesh him out to be more than just the, the caretaking teacher, where Mr. Bailey isn't married, loves these kids, teaching is his life, and so he's done this for years. Like, oh no, here's another one, a little lost lamb, uh-huh. and he reached out to party sub, <laughs> and uh, party sub like came in and said, hey man you need to make some friends of your own. Like, I think, why are you so sad all the time? Why don't, you know, what is there in your life? Like he go, comes, I'm like, come over to my house. And he's like, this isn't a house, man. Like, why is there nothing on the walls? Why do you spend all your time running these clubs for these kids? What do you have in your life? This, for what yourself? do you do for you? Go to the muskrats. There's a lot of pathos in party sub that I didn't realize. <laughs> well, dude. That's your problem. Yeah. You named him Party Sub. I actually kind of well, think and- Party Sub might be the graffiti t- handle. Yeah, that you've adopted. that's my Banksy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it could have been either intentional or it could be he like came over and he's like, "Fuck, man, you're trying to fix my life. Yeah. Look yeah. at yourself." Like, and and that might have been like not intended kind, but like a huge like moment for for Bailey. Oh, yeah, I love the idea that pranks is some sort of street prophet <laughs> yeah i mean my one of my abilities is easygoing so i like this idea that i'm like extremely chill all the time 
Get street style buffet, man. Life lives, life starts when you walk out the door, man. You know, <laughs> and you bring it with you. Bring that door with you. Um. So I want to shift uh, back over to Brody. Brody, um, we're going to give you uh, the third kind of question, and I yes. think this is going to be a good relationship uh, sort of question between you and Hank, mm-hmm. and that's for a character that you don't know yet. Great. Um, I'm going to roll your question for a character that you don't know is, what scandal in the town was this character involved with? What scandal was Hank, Hank Party Hank, Sub involved Hank Party with? Sub involved with. Scandal to me, yeah. The thing, the thing that you perceive as scandalous, or I graffiti as well, and he keeps going over my tag. <gasps> oh no! I out of game. <laughs> very, I'm very sorry. In game, I have no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, extremely, extremely good. So there's there's a contentious relationship there. Um, do you have a negative relationship then with uh, party sub? Or do you know that Hank is even party sub? I don't think I know that Hank is party sub. I don't like, my tag is sham, but it's S is in a different color and the rest is ham. Mm -hmm. So it's sham (laughs) and then he keeps going over with party sub. Right. I I keep making it look like ham party sub. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kick this kid's ass. (laughs) Brody carries around a kitchen knife. Why? Because he, he couldn't afford a switchblade. So. <laughs> so you have a knife that doesn't fit in your pocket. Not like a big one, but like a like a like a yeah. chopper one. Yeah, uh, like, like a, a bread, like a like bread knife. knife. Yeah. I imagine like a huge like fish no, no, boning. No. But he does like he tries to do the tricks, but it doesn't work because it's not a switchblade. Not a butterfly knife. Oh my god, yeah, that's so funny. Knife, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. he keeps like every time a party sub comes up, he's like, I'm gonna cut that sub. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. that's really good uh so i i then have i'm gonna be asking this question to um mr bailey mr bailey do you have a positive or negative or actually i'm gonna impose a negative relationship between brody and mr bailey um i like i like this little thug uh so <laughs> The question that we have on the table is, what is this character doing that's putting you both at risk? <gasps> Foil on that knife rib. <laughs> 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 like literally, physically at risk. Yeah. yeah. But this is your this is your question to answer. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Just keep throwing that knife. Keep throwing that knife. Um he like maybe he is a member of one of these uh like clubs that I do after school. Oh no, no. Um maybe it has to do with like the cable access mm-hmm. show and he started like the opposite of a fan club oh, for it. Oh, <laughs> and started like like he he does he does the dark trolling science. You? I'm a trolling. Yeah. In graffiti. No, no, he's like He's like, it's not just graffiti. He's like, he's like, you know what science does? Like he tags stuff with like, like Dr. Science. And then he like blows shit up with like homemade explosives. Oh, the dark side of science. Yeah. Oh, dark science. Dark, Dr. Dark, Dr. Dark science. The kids are like really Uh, split. It's like, I don't know. I kind of like Dr. Dark science. Well, I like Dr. Dark science. You can make gag, but you can't eat it. Come on, science. (laughs) It's too bad you did not exist during the YouTube age because I feel like you would do really well. Yeah, you would be doing quite well in the YouTube age. That's good. (laughs) Um, Let's see. 
for a minute, I thought you meant like me, Steve, personally. Yeah. Like, I can still do that. It's too bad you're a ghost, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're gone. You're years dead old. and gone. This is how you're finding out. Neat. Welcome to your sixth sense. We're sixth sensing you right now. Um, We're all wearing red. Uh, then I have to ask. Have uh, to? You I, could not. I, yeah, no. Cody, uh, do you want a positive or negative relationship with Mr. Bailey? Um, I think I have a positive relationship with anyone because I love human contact. That's extremely Aww. good. It's, but no. it's not good for you. No. I also it, think you. I'm very codependent. Are a member of my club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I'm I, I'm very much torn between like I, I could see both sides. Okay, this, I mean the, the, the answer to this might be a little obvious, um, but why do you have a bond with this character that can never be broken? Oh, um, because I feel like I'm very defined by a fear of missing out on things, mm-hmm. and he repre- adulthood represents to me a lot of possibilities. I feel not necessarily paternal. It's not a paternal relationship, but um, it's more of a, I'm trying to suck the vitality out of everyone I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) And maybe one of his science creations could help me get better. He gave you a blood transfusion. He's always with you. Your blood made me strong. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bailey, you're inside me right now. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, boy. No, well, no, but what if what if like the entire town is giving me a blood transfusion? God. And that's why you're so sick all the time. You're like a yeah. vampire. Like yeah. a vampire. I need constant blood transfusion. Oh god. I'm so sick. Yeah, there are some universal donors, and there are some people who could be donated to universally. And just like, that's just where you are. It, like it runs out of me like water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a seizurologist. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gross. Why didn't you take the gross ability? You did take the gross <laughs> ability. I did take the gross ability. No, you did. I can't okay. wait to see your black tongue or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> like a giraffe. Oh. Yeah. I thought they had blue tongues. Is it black? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. I took AP US history. <laughs> okay. Kind of. Not AP US animals. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Is purple-y? it purple? Purpley. Okay. Purpley. I just okay. saw one yesterday. All right. Got giraffes in the yeah. backyard. All right. So is there one more? Um, I'm trying to determine. I think we've got. No, you didn't we ask need, me a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Po- I'm going to do a positive relationship between you and Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is necessary. What is the bravest thing you've ever seen this character do? Just get up in the morning and go to school. <laughs> Everything hurts every day. <laughs> The amount of inner strength that I see from Cody is really what fuels my artistic exploration or exploits as party for your street prophecy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, can you also teach me how to skateboard? Yes. Thank you. And when we go out and I teach you how to skateboard, we don't have like a lot of money for like skate pads or anything like that. So I just get a whole bunch of paper towels and toilet paper and I cover you up like a mummy. Yeah. And then I put you on the skateboard and then we go. Yes. Yeah, I like I like that you're like very conscious of the limitations of Cody mm-hmm. and and really you want to like nurture them. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. I know. I, I feel like we have enough co- connections between people that uh, if something out of the ordinary happens to you folks, you will sort of come together and, and try to solve it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> Which means we're just about ready to start, I think. Uh, one question that I have, Pat, do you have a character sheet in front of you? I do. You know, the only things that you have to do to build a character are assign the dice to the various stats and check off the strengths if you want those strengths. And as an adult, what does he get? As an adult, you get a skill that's related to your profession. Oh, right. Yeah, then that would be just skilled at science. Nice! Skilled at science. There we go. Hey, heroes, it's James, your Game Master. I hope you're enjoying the episode this week. It was so much fun to record. I'm just taking some time in the middle of the episode here to remind you that we've got a few great things coming up. This week on the One Shot Twitch stream, we have a new episode of Total Party Kill, where John Patrick Cohen and his friends Eddie Klinker and James Dugan play Gloomhaven on the One Shot Twitch stream. That'll be this Thursday at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. This month, we're going to be wrapping up our four-year Edge of the Empire campaign over at the Campaign Podcast. We'll be bidding a fond farewell to our three men and a baby from the crew of the Minoc as we welcome in our new campaign, Skyjacks. Skyjacks is an original folk story punk game set in a world inspired by the music of the Decemberists. You can check out our previews for the world of Skyjacks over on the campaign feed or catch up with our Star Wars game before it ends. Before we get back to the episode and discover Pumpkin Hollow, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Kevin Brown, thank you. Fuzz ADL, thank you so much. Shaylee Cram, thank you. Liam Keems, thank you very much. Kohler Bear, thank you. At Edward Comics, thank you very much. David Waters, thank you. Connor Bryan, thank you. Turtle Perch, thank you very much. Parker Spider Cycle? I truly hope that's a real name. Thank you. John Riley Hopkins? John, thank you very much. Sarah Stoddett, thank you so much. Colton Crow, thank you. And Keegan Armstrong, thank you so much for your support. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the One Shot Network possible. And you keep a roof over my head, which I immensely appreciate. Those Patreon dollars also help pay for live appearances, and speaking of those, we're going to be doing some. November 11th through the 14th, I'll be at Big Bad Con up in Walnut Creek, California, along with other one-shot network personalities, Alex Roberts, Darcy Ross, John from System Mastery, and DC. November 1st through the 4th, I'll be in Morristown, New Jersey for Metatopia. I'll also be there with other one-shot network personalities like Megan Dornbrock, Alex Roberts, and Jim McClure. On November 8th through the 11th, we'll be in Dayton, Ohio for a Catacon. There you'll be able to see me, Victoria Rogers, Amelia Antrim, Ryan Bulletier, Megan Dornbrock, and Jim McClure. Be sure to follow at OneShot Network on Twitter for all of the latest network updates. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. We're ready to begin this adventure. So, Pumpkin Hollow... It's autumn in this sleepy town in the Midwest. There is a chill in the air, and we can definitely feel this as the viewers because we can see leaves rolling across sweeping grasses. It's late, just as the last bit of sunlight is fading from the sky. We can see a unassuming suburban home. It's got all of the trappings of your American dream. A white picket fence, finely crafted garden in the front, nice shutters in the windows, 
and we can see a young woman lugging some garbage out to the side of her house. She's probably about 13 years old. She's rolling her eyes, shouting back to her mom, I got it, I got it. She moves around the side of the house uh, and the camera does not move with her. We just see her go around that corner and there is one of those automated lights that sort of motion tracking comes on and we can see her shadow as she rounds this corner. She drops the garbage bag and screams and starts running in the other direction. Very quickly, we see this looming, creeping shadow. She screams as she runs inside the house and slams the door behind her. And only now does the camera move into that alley and we can see a raccoon. A gigantic raccoon that was sitting on top of the trash can has moved over to the trash bag that she dropped and grabs a old carved up turkey. We follow the raccoon into a industrial looking building. And as this building comes onto screen, we get the feeling of gravity with it. There's a sting of music that accompanies this place. It looks boarded up and misused. There's some graffiti that you can see on various boarded up windows. There's a big chain link fence and a plaque out front that calls this place Critter Creek. (laughs) We follow this raccoon inside Critter Creek and we can see what looked like storefronts or offices that have also been boarded up. Everything is dusted, falling apart. There's some mold growing on the walls. There's a bit of that like musty particulate that you see in the air sometimes in old structures. We follow this raccoon into a shadowy area of this place and it's gnawing away at this carcass when behind it there's another looming shadow the raccoon is gnawing away at those bones and it's making that sort of wet cracking noise that your dog makes when it chews away at a piece of raw hide the raccoon suddenly very quickly inflates with its hair standing on end the way animals do and it whirls around to the shadow that was looming behind it we get an exterior shot of that building once more and we hear the death rattle of this poor creature (sighs) i think our protagonist our perspective character right now is cody really cody Where are you on a school day? It is autumn, so you are definitely still in school. I think this is just as the school day is starting to wrap up. Where do we find Cody? Oh, hiding in the bushes outside of uh, Mr. Bailey's classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How is Cody dressed? In a lot of like loose fitting clothes Mm -hmm. because they bought those clothes for a child that was growing normally. So Cody has an older brother is what I'm learning. Exactly. I'm wearing my older brother's clothes. I'm skipping my last period of the day Mm -hmm. uh, because I heard that there was going to be some drama happening inside of Mr. Bailey's classroom that day. And I want to see what it was. I don't know what it was. I'm typified by my fear of missing out. So if I hear dramas happening, I'm going to be there. Okay. It's not even the drama club. No. 
So we, we see you, you're close on this window and because it's chilly outside, you keep having to like move to different places because your breath fogs up the glass as you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we see you peeking in on this classroom and the camera moves with your vision into the classroom and we see our first shot of Mr. Bailey. What does Mr. Bailey look like, Patrick? Uh, just for our time frame, we're in the 80s? I think it is Late 80s, 80s because there's scale skateboarding and so, because jimmy carter got a second term this is mm-hmm. post <laughs> back to the future yeah oh boy it's hard not to say sweater vest yes. Ooh, do it yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. that's that's do local a sweater cable. vest with sleeves feed yeah. your power <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweater vest but not like dressing up a lot this is the standard costume of the teachers not like trying to look professorial or or like a big teacher this is the guy who tries to be friends with the students except it actually works more often than not as opposed mm-hmm. to the sort of teacher that tries and it's awful yeah you never whirl a chair around backwards and sit down oh, no, and say let's wrap no, let's no. wrap for a minute <laughs> no like an actually cool teacher <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think like all of the nerdy teachers at the school watch Mr. Bailey and they're like, how does he do it? I keep <laughs> whirling around these chairs and nothing's working. I love it. And, you know, I think because I'm trying to flash back, there was sort of like this weird formality, like sweater vest and blue jeans. Incredible. Um, yeah. Very good. Nice. They're like a little bit too high. Yeah, and he kind of shouldn't be dressed this way. A teacher should be dressed a little better, but he's got tenure. <laughs> yeah, right. He's been around <laughs> tenure. He's, he's done it long system. enough. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've tried to get him in khakis, but we can't touch him. <laughs> he's got tenure. <laughs> so we we see this man. About how old would you say Mr. Bailey is? Mid thirties. Mid thirties. Okay, so we see this as a person approaching their mid-30s. We see this relatively young person (laughs) in in the classroom who appears to be writing something out on the chalkboard. And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, Pat, but I think Mr. Bailey right now has the swagger of a man who knows that he's drawing the attention of a crowd. (laughs) The room is full of kids ranging in age between eight and very early teens who are kind of conspiratorially whispering to each other about what is going to happen after school in this room. I think one of those teens who is in the room but trying to abstain from letting their excitement show is Brody. What is Brody doing? Wait, so we're in class right now? Or no? So this school is just about to be out. Okay. And there are contingents of kids that are like starting to like get their stuff together to go home. Mm-hmm. But there is a sizable crowd of so, students who have moved to Mr. Bailey's room because something big is about to go down. Brody has Mr. Bailey for the last period and usually he skips it as well. But this <laughs> one, what he has underneath his desk in his backpack is a pumpkin mm-hmm. that he is just up to the crevice filled with firecrackers. <gasps> Okay. As soon as the club starts, which is like the club to discuss blah, 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 blah. So I want to check in emotionally with Brody right now. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> what is his yeah, is that it's that sort of giddy <laughs> anticipation? He's like, I can't believe I did it. This was- <laughs> <laughs> How did I fit so many firecrackers in here? 
<laughs> this is heavy. <laughs> oh, it'd be 14 again. Yeah. I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I did it. Uh, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Pranks, I think the kids who are sort of whispering their excitement hush up a bit as you enter the room. Yeah. So what, what is that like? So I'm wearing, as mentioned before, lots of sweatshirts, which I'm a fairly skinny, small framed kid. So I have two sweatshirts on today. The yeah. outer one has an image of Jumpman on it because mm-hmm. Jumpman's like the new hot thing. And everyone's yeah. like, it's going to be Jumpman forever. Jumpman's clearly the most important video game character that will ever exist. In Carter's America, sir. In Carter's America. Um, and he doesn't even change his name to Mario in Carter's America. He's still Jumpman forever. Okay. I thought you were talking about the Michael Jordan Okay, never mind. No, 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 because that's later, right? That's the 90s? Yeah. I don't. Yes, yep. you were correct. Goodbye. But so I've got I've got this Jumpman sweatshirt on, and the reason I wear multiple sweatshirts is because I've stuffed the sweatshirts with snacks from all of the clubs that I visit. So what I'll do is before the end of school, I'll say, may I be excused? And that's why I'm wearing a hall pass. And I will go to where I know the clubs are about to begin, and I will take one piece of food from each of the clubs, stuff it into my little pockets, and then I'll walk around. And I happen to have my pockets full of subs, which is actually the source of my graffiti nickname, Party Sub. Mm, Great. (laughs) You just like it? Yeah. (laughs) I really like Party Subs because I know when I get a Party Sub, when a club orders a Party Sub, I'm going to get basically a sandwich, like my own sandwich, and that's cool. I don't have to get a bunch of nachos or Fritos it's or something. It's so pure. It's just, I want to name myself after the thing I like. Yeah. I'm 12. That's what I'm about. <laughs> this is my brand. I know what I'm about. Oh, oh my God. This is the best thing that has happened to me in a long time, guys. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, my heart and soul have been missing this sort of game. Oh. Well, we're happy to fill that in for you. <laughs> I, I say, as I'm about to put you on the spot, yeah. um, as <laughs> the bell rings, the final bell rings for school. Uh, kids have made room for party sub to sort of roll in. There's like some <laughs> hushed conspiratorial whispers uh, of, about the kid who's constantly running away. Constantly but running away. <laughs> after the final bell rings, all of the attention in the room turns to Mr. Bailey. And one particularly nerdy young lad goes, well, all right, Mr. Bailey, uh, what is it? What's what's the big thing that you're going to show us? <clears throat> I know some of you catch my show, Mad Science. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then a tiny from out the window. it's mostly drowned out by excited not applause because i don't know that there are enough folks in the room to really applaud but certainly like excited like yeah yeah yeah, 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 of course uh yeah so what we are going to be doing is practical application of the physics i have been teaching you so you have learned about trajectory you've learned the equations Now, if you've been paying attention and doing your homework, you will get a chance to launch a rocket at me. (gasps) The room is just 
ecstatic right now. There is shouting, there is clapping, there is cheering, all except for Brody, who knows that you've played right into his hands. Stands up. Also, I didn't describe what he looks like. He's yeah. got a red zip-up sweatshirt on, <laughs> white t-shirt, jeans, black Chuck tees, buzz cut, but kind of a mohawk buzz cut that he did himself. Nice. Oh man, nice. Yeah. so cool! Oh, so cool! <laughs> Mr. Bailey, launch this, <laughs> and he lights it underneath his desk and dives out of the way. Okay, this is our first roll of the game, I think. And Stephen, Mm -hmm. you have rigged a pumpkin up with fireworks. Mm -hmm. Um, I need you to roll brains for me to see if your pumpkin rigging has sort of soaked through and nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ooh. What did you get? I rolled a two. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I think making it so that a pumpkin explodes is more than a two. Great. So what I think happens is you take this pumpkin out of your bag. You have silently sort of lit it under the desk. And so like there's a bit of a fuse going that's uh, drowned out by like all of the whooping and excitement. Then you suddenly stand up and go, launch this! And you throw the pumpkin forward. I think... Mr. Bailey steps out of the way as this pumpkin smashes against the side of the chalkboard and we can see a bunch of pumpkin seeds and guts and damp fireworks slowly slide down the chalkboard as the room is thrown into silence. (laughs) Mr. Bailey, how do you react to this? (laughs) <laughs> this act of domestic terrorism <laughs> not in carter's america does it smell like it was burning uh, yeah you like there's like a there's little bit sulfur that sort of uh yeah post firework gunpowder smell in the air brody here has shown why we won't be using a chemical propellant they can be unreliable and quite dangerous Instead, you'll be using water rockets. And I bring out the cardboard box. And this is like totally unfazed. Like, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And what will happen is we'll go out to the football field and you will be able to, with your lab partner, pump up this rocket with air. The pressure. He makes a jerk off. He goes, and you will get to shoot this rocket at me. Brody, it will be 100 yards, by the way, far too far to throw. (laughs) But I will also say, standing out there, 100 yards away from you, all my students, I do love you. But when I'm out there, I will be the safest person in the world. If you hit me, you get an A. Whoa. This prospect is especially appealing to Brody, who is not doing well in most classes. Oh, I wonder why. And actually is maybe going to be held back. An A in this class would bring your average up enough to the point where you wouldn't have to go to summer school anymore. Summer school is called the Pumpkin Hollow Seeds Program. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been a seed for many, many years. One would even say a bad seed. (laughs) One might, Mr. Bailey would never, and that's what's always set you off about him. So being able to hit him with a rocket 
and get an A in this class, that's huge. Who is the smartest person in the class? So I actually <laughs> love this class. It's the only class I get good grades in, mm-hmm. and it's because it's physics, which I know skateboarding is. Oh, <laughs> not untrue. It's the, not a crime, and it's physics. <laughs> Skating is physics is a graffiti that I really hope that I see. Skating is physics is not a crime. All over this town. <laughs> Skating is physics. Party uh, sub. <laughs> so long. Um, the graffiti is so it's long. So long. <laughs> it's so wordy. Along one whole train. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one wall of yeah. so much creek. Yeah. The smartest person in class. I think I'm going to make it an NPC. Great. It's it's that nerdy kid who spoke out a earlier. Nerdy PC? I want to yeah. make him my lab partner. I'm going to charm the pants off of him. I think you are getting ready to make him your lab partner. You You move over mm-hmm. and... Someone you have a crush on, oh. like a small crush on, <gasps> grabs him up and makes him their lab partner instead. It is a brutal betrayal, and I think it whittles down so that you have to go with Hank. Hank party sub is going to be. Your but you don't know partner. I'm party, know sub. party That's sub. That's very important. Those are just the roles that Bailey handed out. Uh, okay. And we're, we're going to have the camera pull back for a second so that we can be with Cody, mm-hmm. who is has just like rubbed another piece of uh, some some more of that fog off the window to, <laughs> to peer into the room of all of these kids excitedly getting together as partners and grabbing their bottle rocket gear as Mr. Bailey is like preparing to like lift up a box and take them out of the classroom down to the football field. In this moment, like how are you reacting to this scene emotionally? I think I was really disappointed because I think as a Brody is hanger on, I think I like kind of helped him. Yeah. And so when we walk out, I'm going to try and catch up with him and try and talk logistics about like what we can do next time to try and fix this up. And But I'm also like very torn because I also like Mr. Bailey a lot, but I'm most motivated by the need for friendship for people who won't give it to me, you know, like a human. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we see those emotions running across Cody's face, which is so sort of lit up by this classroom. Um, and because this is the fall. Like uh, it's started to get a little bit dark. Sunset's still a bit away, but we can see over your shoulder down the road from this school, a man in black. He has a long black coat and very pale white skin and a large brimmed black hat. And he is staring directly at you. Do I notice him? What? happens is while this is happening the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up a little bit you get the feeling as though you are being watched you were glossed in the emotions of wanting human companionship having this desire that you can't quite reach and then suddenly fear responses in your body get set off i need you to roll to notice what's going on in the situation roll your flight Light, woof. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see how this goes. That is a two. A two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So I don't think you notice this. We can see the camera shot. It focuses on this figure in the distance, and we get a very quick close-up of this person. Mm. Their face is sort of shadowed out, and then we look back to you as you have the hairs in the back of your neck stand up. You turn around, and as you turn around, you take a step. And when you step past this person in our perspective, they disappear behind you. 
So as quick as that vision was there, that you didn't even see but felt, it's gone. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Kids on Bikes. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other incredible actual plays on our network, Neoscum. Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, the acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neo Scum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through the weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Just search for Neo Scum on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. Music on this week's episode came from the Free Music Archive over at freemusicarchive.org. We used Dreaming by Lee Rosevere, Can You Kiss Me First by Hair Doctor, and the creatively named Spooky Tension Building Synth by Solar Flare. This Thursday on the One Shot Twitch stream at 7 p.m. Central Time, we'll have a new episode of Total Party Kill, our Gloomhaven streaming show. You can find that and more at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Remember, heroes, I wrote a book, and it comes out this Tuesday, October 2nd. It's called The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide. It's got over 100 exercises, prompts, and minigames for you to use to help give your characters more depth. It also helps you keep role-playing when you're alone. You'll be able to find the Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide everywhere books are sold. That includes your favorite indie brick-and-mortar bookstores, larger chains like Barnes & Noble, and any online seller you can imagine. And remember, if you don't have the $15 to spend on a new book, you can always head to your local library and request that they get a copy in for you. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to remind everyone in our audience to register to vote. Many states have been purging voter rolls. Even if you voted in a recent election, make sure to double-check that you haven't been purged. Most states make it easy to check and register online. Look up how to register in your state over at vote.org. If you want to go the extra mile, I urge you to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. Now, when I call my reps, I use a service called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll be able to find a list and summaries of issues that are affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to help get your point across clearly. Calling your representatives, both state and federal, can make a huge difference. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet. 
courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.